Hey folks, welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Um, today we're heading out to Arizona. Uh, we're going to talk with Josh and Jake Kirshner. Um, they're a couple uh, uh, do-it-yourself guys that uh, are pretty avid bear hunters. So uh, the reason I want to talk about Arizona today, its I don't think it's a place that most folks even know there's bears. But in reality, it's actually some really great bear hunting. And uh, these two guys uh, are really into it. And so um, I thought they'd be great to bring along. So without further ado, how do you, how you guys doing? We're doing good. Thanks doing for having good. us on, Matt. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So, <clears throat> you guys, uh, is it almost summer down there? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, once spring, we we don't really have a spring. It seems like it just seems like it goes from winter to summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily uh, a four season state over here. Yeah, yeah, winter and summer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice, fun, fun. So cool. So uh, let's see. Um, so what part of Arizona are you guys from? We are from, uh, the Phoenix metropolitan area. We live in, uh, my brother lives in Glendale and I live in Peoria. Okay. Um, so kind of central Arizona. Okay, cool. Now, um, when you guys go bear hunt, uh, is, is that near Phoenix or is that, I mean, I'm assuming, I assume it's up in the mountains. Yeah, basically, um, we, I mean, it's probably about an hour and a half to an to a two hour drive, you know, and you can get into bear country. Okay, gotcha. It's not super yeah. far away. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, as far as like like there's bears north, there's bears south, east, west. You know, they're they're mm-hmm. they're kind of all over the place. You just got to find them. Yeah. Yep. So <clears throat> makes sense. Yeah, and like I was saying, I mean, right at the intro. I, I just don't think there's a lot of people to even know that Arizona is a place you can hunt bears. You know that, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You're absolutely right. A lot of most people, you know, the thing, the thing here that we're most known for is our elk. Yeah. And oh yeah. Our <laughs> elk, and then on top of that, another kind of gem of Arizona is coos deer. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, desert whitetails, a little ninety pound, ninety pound deer. <laughs> it looks like yeah. a you know, German <laughs> with oh, antlers. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I'm definitely interested in some coos deer hunting one day, but, uh, it's a long way to come for a little deer. (laughs) Oh yeah. But you know what? Once you, once you hunt them, Mm -hmm. you're you're just going to want to keep coming back, man. (laughs) I know. I know. That's, that's, uh, I don't even want to start because bears are kind of like that for me. I, I just want to shoot a bear. And now right. it's like, I can't stop bear hunting. <laughs> yeah, right. you, you don't want to start something you can't finish. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Well, but, cool. um, yeah, no, there's a, there's a lot of bear hunting opportunity here. Um, we have a over-the-counter spring season. We have a draw spring hunt. And then we have a fall over-the-counter season. So, you potentially, you have four different bear hunt bear hunting seasons that you can participate in mm-hmm. we you're only allowed to take one bear a year mm-hmm. but um it, there, there's plenty of opportunity to get out there it's a it's a great time and in august i mean what our, our fall bear season starts in august along with archery deer and uh fall turkey okay. so you okay. could you could be you could be hunting bears deer and turkey all at the same time Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that's cool. So, 
Yep. <clears throat> yep. Nice mixed bag hunt. That's fun. Yeah, because oh, our, yeah. uh, our bear season here, it starts in September, but it goes into October. So there's a lot of guys that, um, I wouldn't say a lot, but there's definitely some guys that will buy uh, a bear tag and then incidentally shoot bears that um, they see when they're bow hunting for deer. So, yep. Kind of the same thing. But, yep. Sweet. Now, have you guys always lived in Arizona? Um, my brother has, he was born here. I, I lived, I was born in New Mexico. I don't even remember that. And then <laughs> moved to New York and for eight years and then came out here when I was like eight, eight or nine years old. Okay. And, uh, I've, I've been here ever since. Like now I'm, now I'm the ripe age of 31. <laughs> nice. Yep. I'm not far behind you. I'm 28. So. Right on. You're, you're getting up here, up there, yeah, man. I'm getting man. there. I'm getting close now. <laughs> man, I'm the young gun. I'm only 19. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, that's awesome. So yeah. sweet. Well, cool. So, uh, how many years have you been bear- hunting bears? I guess um, both of you. What? I'm. What'd you say? I said. Uh, I guess. How many years have you both been hunting bears? Um. Well, I. Um. About four years ago. I, uh, I don't know. I just always had a thing with bears. I always wanted to hunt bears. Even when I was a kid, as far as hunting goes, I, I've, I've always hunted my whole life, but it was always kind of like, you know, you like your once a year deer camp with dad, you know, and that's as far as it went. Yeah. And then as I grew up, I was like, you know what, man, I, I, I think I want to start, you know, really hitting this bear thing just because I knew, I knew it was un- an underrated species to go after here, and um, just bears. It sounded awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly. You know what I mean? So, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I went on my first hunt like four years ago. Didn't know anything at all about bears. Um, ended up scouting all June and July, uh, bouncing around all over the place in central Arizona. Finally found an area that. Well, you know, the books were saying this is good bear habitat, you know, <laughs> yep, yep. I still was, I still wasn't seeing any bears. And, um, I found it, I found one hillside that had all these rocks that were turned over and I'm like, well, the, like, just like before, well, the books say that that's bear sign, <laughs> you know? So, yes. so late the next day, um, I was lucky enough. I was sitting. We we have uh, Arizona has a, a lack of water, so a lot of our water sources in central Arizona are are dirt stock tanks okay. that are man made. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided, you know what? It's hot. I'm gonna sit at this water source. The hillside that I found the supposed bear sign on was right around the corner. Mm-hmm. So I sat there and at like about 7:30 p.m. I look up and there's a bear walking across the hill and it was like one of those things. It's like, you know, you hear people doing a double take. I did it. I did like a quadruple take. It's like, Oh my God, I found a bear. You know, <laughs> I never, you know what I mean? Like I never, I couldn't believe I did it. Uh-huh. Um, well, because I was in such awe, I totally like wasted my opportunity at trying to get a shot. You know, like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know, lift, lift my scope up. Oh, he's behind a bush. Where did he go? Lift my scope up again. Oh, where did he go? It just kept disappearing and stuff. So I never got a shot at that bear. Mm-hmm. But 
from that point on, I was like 100%. I was like, I need to figure this stuff out. This is awesome stuff. Just because there's something different. You know, you come out here and how we hunt like deer, for instance, we do a lot of glassing. Mm -hmm. So we'll sit down, we'll sit down high up with binoculars and a tripod Mm -hmm. and be there first thing in the morning and we'll just sit down and just start grid searching all the hillsides around us. And we see, you know, you end up seeing quite a bit of deer, but when it comes to bears, it's just different. You you don't see herds of bears running. You know what I mean? So when you do see a a bear, yeah, yeah, someone left the, the, the gate unlocked at the zoo if you see that. Um, but watching a bear, I mean, they just intrigued me. You know, it's like, what are they going to do next? Is he going to stand up on his back legs? You know, is he going to yeah. shake this tree for getting acorns out of it? Is he going to flip this big boulder over? Mm-hmm. Is he going to roll around on his back like a dog? You know, what is he going to do? Mm-hmm. And and just watching them walk around was interesting to me and their habits and how, how big they are, yet how elusive, you know, they are. They're very hard to find. Oh, yeah. Yep. They're not called the black ghost for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I have, I have, you know, I haven't heard that term yet. We call coos deer the gray ghost. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah. Heard, I've heard that for coos deer, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's um, it, it's not a popular term, but it, I've heard it from other people, and it it's definitely fitting. I think. Yeah, so, definitely. It's for crazy. sure. It's just poof, they're there. I mean, that's yep. what my first bear was. It was also like, there's a bear right there. Yep. in the world <laughs> and that's what happens and it's like once one's in front of you it's like how could i not see more of these because it's like a big black dot oh i know you, once you know once what I mean? they're once they're in your like like direct vision and they're out of the shadows i mean how could you miss them but right. when they're in the shadows it's crazy how quickly they disappear it's insane. oh yeah it is oh, insane. Yeah. the the first bear that i ever um that i ever saw I was uh, I was fishing on on a, a famous river here called the Black River, mm-hmm. um, notorious area for bears. Uh, the, the river is a boundary between two Indian reservations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got up one morning. I was eating breakfast, and I heard a little bit of whining coming from the hill in front of the and right in front of us. And I looked up, and there was a there was a big bear walking across the hill, a sow and a cub. That little cub was squawking his butt off. <laughs> And, um, just like you said, you know, I watched that bear for like five minutes and this was probably 150 yards away from us. And then just all of a sudden, not there anymore, you know, and they didn't run away, nothing. They, she just sleeped away and that was it. Yeah. You know, so that, that too is like, they just intrigue me. They're, They're a very intriguing species to me. Absolutely, I love watching them. They're just they're fascinating animals. I mean, I love them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, and then uh, as you were asking, like how both of us got into the bear hunting. Yeah, I got into it like a year after you got into it. About yeah, it was about a year after my brother got into it. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was like at first it was kind of just like I wanted to go do it because my brother was doing it and yeah. it sounded cool. And, uh, then I got out there and stuff and I mean, this was when I kind of like got bit by the hunting bug. I got bit 
about a year after him. Uh-huh. And uh I mean like he was showing me bear sign and stuff and it was definitely a it was definitely a really, really hard hunt. And um then the next year he killed it that he killed his first bear. And that was just absolutely like it was it was amazing to me because he killed that bear and then we seen other bears and stuff and I've never seen a bear mm-hmm. before that. And uh as as he said, they're just so elusive. Like they're they're a completely different animal animal than your traditional ungulate. Yeah. Uh, just how they act. Uh, like you, like they do things like you would never, like they do things you never, you like, you'll never see like a deer or an elk do, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and how sneaky they are. Like you can't hear bears walking around like 400 pound animal and you can't hear <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yep. And it's crazy. Like how, at least around here anyway, um, it's really hard to even find like their tracks because they leave, they have such a light, I mean, their, their pads, you know, spread out their weight. And it's so hard to even find a track sometimes. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, You know what? I've gotten to the point where, like, I really don't even bother looking for tracks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just because, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, if there's a water source nearby, yep. I'll go there and look in the mud because that's about the only spot you're going to find it. Or if there's a there's a the bottom of a canyon that has some sand in it, yeah, um, you'll see it there. But other than that, I just look for bear habitat and food i do the exact same thing yeah i look for um you know if there's berries or acorns i and it's in good thick woods or something around here anyway i know there's going to be bears there so i've learned to trust that versus trying to find tracks you know yeah even other sign like tore apart logs or flipped over rocks or something you know or or torn apart ant hills that's you know that's what you kind of have to trust because it's really hard to find other sign. Yep. But, yep. Yep. I know what you mean. Well, it sounds like you guys have the bear bug. I'm sorry. To say. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I too am, affl- am afflicted. It is. I don't think it's getting. I think it's getting well, worse. Nah. Yeah. And you know what? I don't mean to get off on a tangent here, yeah. but another another thing with the bears out here, at least. I haven't been fortunate enough to hunt bears in any other state but here, but mm-hmm. um, along with the fact that you're chasing a bear, the other thing that's that's really appealing to me, and I, this this was really apparent after I killed my first bear, was the, the adventure of it. Um, yes. The first bear I ever killed, uh, <laughs> p- packing that bear out was... <laughs> was something that I'll never forget. And, um, Mm. basically we, we, I shot this bear in the bottom of a Canyon Mm -hmm. and you can't just walk to the bear. You had, you had to backtrack a couple miles, come around on the other side of the Canyon and come down on top of this bear. Um, what we ended up doing was we, we got down there and it rained for an hour and a half before that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I, (laughs) doubt i'm gonna find any blood you know um so we just we got over there and something a, a tip that that i can give you know with if people come out here or or go somewhere else that has big country is we took a picture mm-hmm. with our cell phone from where we shot the bear mm-hmm. okay and then when we went over there to and stood on that hill we were able to look at the picture on our cell phone and be like okay 
there's this bush that's in the photo that that means the bear was standing right here okay you know and and be able to judge where the bear was even better mm-hmm. um and because of that we we looked down the hill next to us and we saw i mean the trees were just like mowed down yeah you know no blood but the i mean it looked like a truck went through through these this brush so we went down there found the bear um and the pack out there was absolutely no way that we could go back out the same way we came in because it was like if unless you wanted a broken ankle you know it's just really rough i mean coming out with 100 pounds on your back is you know rock hopping is not it's horrible so what we ended up doing was we ended up going straight up out of that canyon straight up the hill mm-hmm. and we ended up getting bluffed out and we were up against a cliff and the only way that we could see to get out of this area was to climb up the cliff <laughs> and, and so that's what we did is, is we dropped our packs and we basically leapfrogged everything up level by level on this bluff and then we got out you know and so 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 that right there and then once we got to the top it started like raining it was like a sun shower and there was elk bugling in the background and it was just like this is awesome and i need to do this all the time yeah so so on top of your hunting bears, there's definitely adventure to be had along with it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not even sure there's such a thing as a non-adventurous bear hunt. I mean, whether yeah. you're going through you know a swamp in Florida, um, looking for a big 500 pound bear, and all of a sudden they're you know 10 yards on top of you, or you know yeah. you're up in up in the boreal forest of Canada where there's no other people or you're climbing cliffs in Arizona i mean yeah. i don't think there's <laughs> i don't think there's such a thing as a non-adventurous bear hunt it's just it, it naturally they go hand in hand you know absolutely so, for, yeah. sure. for sure for i think it's just the terrain they live in bears just ha- i mean they don't exist where there isn't they don't live in easy country they live in just tough country no matter where they're at yeah, no, and that's why I tell people, I say, if you, you really need to go to where you, like, don't want to go. Yep, yep. And that's where the bears, and if there's water and food in there, that's where they're going to be. Yep, exactly, exactly. You know, so. Awesome. Oh, I'm excited now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh, well, cool. So, um, that was your first bear. I want yeah. to go through your your season last year because uh, you have a website and a blog and Instagram and YouTube and um, you can kind of follow along through that. But uh, I, I read on there you had quite the season last year and it was a, quite the roller coaster. It sounds oh, yeah. like so yeah. Um, so from my understanding, that started with a tag draw last year. Yeah. So um, here you you we put in for our spring seasons, um, in the month of October. Mm-hmm. So I put in for the spring bear and there's not a lot of tags. I think there was 50 tags in the area that I, I was trying to go. Um, so I wasn't like overly optimistic that I was going to draw it. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of, kind of like, ah, you know what, why not? We'll put in for it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I ended up drawing it. Um, I found out later that later that year. So 
-hmm. from that point on, it was like, oh my goodness, what, you know, where am I going to go? This was a brand new unit I've never hunted before ever. Mm -hmm. Um, so that in itself was intimidating on top of the fact that I've never hunted spring bears. I'm always, I'm always chasing them in the fall and, and I mean, if you ask me, it's a completely different animal. Yeah. Yes. You know, what I mean? <laughs> they're, they're just, they're kind of in different areas, you know, they're, they're eating different things. Um, so you really got to change it up. Um, mm-hmm. and it's an archery tag The the one that you, this, the spring ar- draw tag is an archery tag. Mm-hmm. Um, no dogs allowed mm-hmm. and, and no baiting is allowed here either. So it's all spot stock or uh, predator calling, or you could, mm-hmm. you could ambush hunt, sit water, you know, something like okay. that. Yeah. Now, if we could, I could, I could backtrack just a little bit. What you said there was over-the-counter spring hunts and then draw hunts. What what made you put in for the draw uh, spring hunt versus just getting an over-the-counter tag? Okay, so the over-the-counter tag is earlier in the year. Okay, that okay. I believe I believe that tag opens. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong. It's it's in like mid March. Okay, um, and will go until like the first week in May. Okay. Okay. At that time, yes, you can definitely find bears, um, but they're not moving a ton. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the spring hunt, the, the draw hunt starts right after that hunt does and goes all the way from say mid-May through the end of July. Okay. Now with the heat um, that we experience here, the bears move a lot. They're hitting water two, three times a day mm-hmm. and, um, they're just a lot more mobile, okay. you know? So, so as far as having opportunity, you're, you like, you you got a way better opportunity at even seeing bears on that spring draw hunt instead of the earlier hunt, just because they're not, you know, they're kind of still in their lazy mode. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Makes sense. Okay. Yep. Cool. Okay. So, um, but archery only in the, yep. Okay. Archery, archery only, um, new unit. So right away I went out and bought a bunch of maps and, uh, just started looking for the nastiest stuff I could find mm-hmm. on there, <laughs> talking to people that have done the hunt, which wasn't a whole lot. Most people here, they just, they don't even, they don't even consider the spring draw hunt and they just wait for the fall because it's so awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, got, started doing a lot of research. I started getting out there scouting in February, uh, just in all, I wasn't looking for bears. I was looking for bear country, mm-hmm. you know, just like, okay, these plants grow here. You know what I mean? Like yep. they're be eating this later in the year, stuff yep. like that. Water sources. Um, yep. so we did that and then I went out for the over the counter spring hunt basically to scout but i had my bow with me (laughs) gotcha yep you know what i mean like it really like it took me a while to put together a good fall spot Mm -hmm. and so i was hitting this spring thing really hard and just wanted to really give it my all and uh so march goes by we didn't see anything in march didn't see anything in april and then the first week of may uh we saw the our first bear on that hunt yeah. Um, so I ran after that bear, tried to get it within, uh, within 200 yards. And then I started predator calling. Um, I could hear the bear coming up the hill towards me 
And then I felt the wind hit the back of my neck. And that bear never kept coming. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You cannot fool their nose. <laughs> no. Um, and that's the other thing that uh, that's really cool about this hunt is predator calling. It, it, with This hunt is during the fawn drop out here. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so you have a really good opportunity. I mean, if you have the extra underwear, you got yeah. the really good opportunity <laughs> to call a bear in. You know, so um, awesome. our main focus was predator calling and glassing. Um, typically on this spring hunt, the, the, like the thing to do is sit water. Okay. Like, like most guys, you know, they'll run trail cameras on a bunch of water sources, find the active water source, then set up a tree stand, blind, whatever, and, and just ambush hunt. Deep down, I knew I should be doing that. I just didn't want to. Gotcha. Yep. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. I wanted to hunt the way I wanted to hunt, yep. you know, whether I filled my tag or not, just because that's the experience I was after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that first bear we saw was a bust. I uh, never could find that bear again. And then uh, I think the next week we went back and glassed up a blonde bear, which I mean, this bear is unreal looking. It was blonde with chocolate socks on it. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> my, my brother my brother thought it was an elk when he first saw it because of the color. Yeah. And then I seen that big square head lift up, and I was like, oh, that's a bear. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's and awesome. So, this, so, so with this bear, you know, we tried to do the same thing. Um, we, we, we started heading in after him. He ended up taking a bath in a spring mm-hmm. and then was walking up the hill probably – it was probably three, 400 yards and started predator calling. He stops and he's looking down wh- where the call's coming from. But then he looks over to his left and it just so happened, of course, <laughs> that a troop of Boy Scouts <laughs> came <laughs> – I'm telling you, dude, you can't write no this. No way. <laughs> a troop of Boy Scouts was coming down the trail and setting up camp right there. So, so, so this bear is up on the hill looking at the kids and then looking at the call. And he's like, you know what? I don't think I should go down there. You know, you know. Yeah. So, so, so that bear just keeps going. So Jake and I. We back out and we're like, let's try and run past these kids and head this bear off. So these kids are sitting there setting up their tents and two crazy looking dudes with camo on and bows run through their camp. Okay. And, and, and they're all just looking at us, you know, then we run through the camp. We end up catching up to the bear. Okay. okay. And we start making our way towards the bear. And he works his way into a, into this big, thick, nasty cut, and like they do, he just dis. I do. We just he just disappeared, and we couldn't find him. You know. Yeah. Later later that evening was pretty funny when we went back, and we actually talked to the scoutmaster and stuff, and he and it turned out he was an avid hunter. Uh huh. You know, so he's laughing. <laughs> he's just laughing about all this. You know. <laughs> so. Oh, that um, is wild. With that. With that blonde bear, well, basically this this entire spring hunt is on film. Okay. Uh, yep. So like that part, like with with going after that blonde bear and stuff, that's all in that video and stuff. That was awesome. 
that was that was definitely uh, quite a fun fun few hours right there. <laughs> that is hilarious. Now, just really quick before I forget, um, I will post the link for um your YouTube channel, so this video and all your other videos will be um it'll be in the description so if anybody when i highly recommend watching it's it's great so cool awesome um, yeah so that'll be in there so everybody can watch it um okay so boy scouts busted you (laughs) yeah boy scouts busted us so so uh we wake up the next day we you know we didn't see anything else for the next few days and um went back and the next week located a black a black bear mm-hmm. working the hillside tried to call that bear in that bear never came in um moved areas to to a different elevation uh, the area that we were in it had bears in it but it was just like like for a bow hunter mm-hmm. we have this stuff here uh called manzanita okay. which is like really really thick shrubs with um and actually later in the year it grows berries on it that the bears love okay um but as far as like stalking a bear in this stuff it's really loud man so that's why we were kind of kind of betting on the call to hopefully get a bear come to us Mm -hmm. um so in light of that we ended up moving areas and somehow found another bear okay um and it looked like a young bear, but at this point, I, I this is July now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. At, at this point, I'm like, you know what? I don't even care. Like, as long as like this tag is hard enough, that this hunt is hard enough. I, I, it was a cut, not a cub by any means. It was probably a, you know, a, a, a young male. Yeah. You know. Yep. Um, but with a bow and calling it in. That that'd be a trophy for me, man. You know, just yeah. that experience. So yeah. we we see this bear and we start squawking at him, and he's probably I don't know a thousand yards out, and he and he he's working his way on this hill, and he hears the call, and then just stopped dead and started walking right back towards us. So I'm like, oh, we're getting charged up, you know, like holy crap, this is gonna happen, you know. Uh-huh. He gets to 600 yards. And then just veers off. It just, just I don't know if he got distracted because they, because, like, there was a lot of food in the area. They, okay. there was uh, juniper berries is another thing that they like oh, to eat. Yep, yep. So he's so he's working his way towards us, and then you know he just veers off. So I start following him, and I can see him picking berries off the trees. <laughs> You know, so I'm like, well, that's why he's not coming over here. You know, he's like, why do I got to go walk all the way up that hill when I got food right here? You know, (laughs) exactly. That's exactly what he's thinking. Oh, this is easier. Yeah. (laughs) So um, we tried to follow that bear um, and just couldn't find him again that night. Got up the next morning and located him again, working his way back the opposite direction that he was working the previous evening. And uh, at this point, he was really far out, though, and we just couldn't. I mean, it was like he 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 looked like he had somewhere to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He, yeah. was, he, was, yep. he was on his way somewhere. So uh, we didn't go after that bear, and that was actually the last day that we were out. And um, at that point, I was just I just felt really accomplished that I even found bears to begin with. You know, yeah. like yep. it, just because of how tough the hunt is, how tough the country was. 
Um, will I do it? Will I do it again? Absolutely. I didn't put in this year because last year it like took up most of my like family time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? Because, yep. because what happened was the hunt ends in July. Mm-hmm. Then the fall hunt starts up in August. <laughs> so you just yep. got a little break. So you basically bear hunted from like February to August, September, October. Last yeah, year? I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much, man. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. It was a head trip. You know, we hunted for four months and we saw, I think we saw five bears. Mm-hmm. Um that's that's not a lot to go off of, you no, know. That's that's heart right there. <laughs> yeah, but but it was it was it was almost like the timing of it though, like when we saw the bears, it was like, "Ooh, now we have a little bit more confidence, you know." Yeah. And yeah. that just kept us going back. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing about that hunt, I didn't see one other bear hunter out there. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was awesome, you know, being out there, just us, yeah. you know? Yep. Yep. That's so cool. Um, so from there, you know, the fall season opened up and I was so ready to get out of that unit that I was in in the spring. I mean, that highway, just looking at it, I was like, oh, God, I can't wait to not be driving on this thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it was like we were we were doing things like get off work leave our house at like nine o'clock at night, get to the trailhead at midnight, uh-huh. sleep, sleep for three hours, wake up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and it, it was that for months. Oh man. <laughs> so, not to That's mention, awesome. you know, we're doing all this in the summer and stuff. We're roofers. Okay. So we're dogged out enough, you know? Yeah, exactly. Dog out even more. <laughs> you guys All, must. When you guys go to sleep, you guys must sleep hard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I tend to. Yeah, that's All, awesome. All that's in the great, name though. of Bruins. All so, in the name of Bruins. That that bear yeah. bug. It's just. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> um. That's awesome. So after the spring hunt, man, we we moved to an area that I I've really become attached to. It's the first area. It was the area that I mentioned I saw my first bear, mm-hmm. you know, and, and um, it's kind of, you know, over the years, it's kind of become like a second home to me. And, and I just there's deer there that I know there's certain bears there that I know, you know what it means? Yep. And um, we went up there in October <clears throat> with our rifles and sat on this little spot that I have uh, right where I killed my bear the year before. Mm-hmm. and didn't see anything all day went back the next day didn't see anything all day and at this point i'm like something's wrong man like i before that i had never sat on that hill and not seen a bear uh-huh. now what you makes know? that spot so special to you what's um what why is there so many bears there um well what it is is two canyons come together right there okay and in my opinion canyon bottoms are like roadways for bears yeah path of um, resistance yeah well path of least resistance as well as it offers the best cover mm-hmm. because they have two thick hills on both sides of them yeah and the only way you can see them is if you're standing up on the top looking down on them okay gotcha. you know what i mean so and 
even if you are on the top, that it does not mean you're definitely going to see them because it is very thick. Mm-hmm. Like I, uh, I shot a bear down in there the year before, before I, I lost this bear is before I killed my first bear. Um, and I tracked that bear for 14 hours and, uh, the stuff that we were going through to try and follow blood, I, you were getting an upper body workout, just bending oak trees out of the way. <laughs> you know, it's really nasty stuff. Yeah. So, um, because of the density, seeing them is still hard. Yeah. Um, now the other thing is that there is a pool of water that is right down there at the junction. And I feel like on top of the pool of water, the cover, there's a huge oak grove that's down in the bottom of this canyon. Yep. It's just the right recipe. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. It's like if you if you want to see people, go to Denny's or something. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Yes. And you're yep. gonna see people show up. Right. So um it, you know, and yep. before that I had seen bears that were walking into the area, but I had never actually gone into the area. So over the years, just putting it together, I'm like, man, all these bears are going in and coming out of this hellhole. Yeah. So I finally went over there, and lo and behold, you know, that's where they that's where they're hanging out. So, <laughs> yeah, um, that's awesome. And after the experience I had the year before with, that I told you about with the pack out with the first one, it was like. I f- I just feel like emotionally connected to this spot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if I could jump in for it's, I I mean, it sounds like you're talking like the same spot I've got up here in Michigan. There's a spot where, it's almost the same recipe as you've got. Um, it's a, it's a place that I call, it's where the oaks meet the hemlocks. And up here, typically hemlock cedar swamps, or you know, there there are swamps. There's water, and it's really really thick cover. But then in the fall, um, it's sort of an open canopy oak forest that grows berries in the in August, you know, like July August time frame, and then transitions to uh, it drops acorns in September. And uh, it's just the perfect place for bears to be. There's food, there's cover, there's water, there's shelter. Um, it's just the perfect place for bears to be. And I've shot uh, most of my, I mean, yeah, most of my bears have been shot out of this this area. And it's just special to me. There's bears, there's this one bear I've got there, I call her Teardrop. She's this old dry sow that I can never get her to come in. Um, she always shows up early in the season, then disappears, but I call her teardrop. She's got two twin white blazes on her chest. And, oh, wow. Um, yeah. She's, she's a beautiful bear. I'd almost feel, I don't even know if I'd take her just because she's kind of special to me at this point, but, um, right. I see her every year. I hunt that spot, but she never, you know, she's just old and smart. I never see her with cubs. She's just old, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, emotionally connected to the spot. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. So, so, um, so let's see, uh, where was I? So from there, um, I told my dad, my dad was, was actually with us on that hunt, which was pretty cool. So and cool. he, uh, he's not a big bear hunter, but he just, after the year before he was like, Josh, I got to get out there with you guys, man. You know, because like, I was telling, we saw nine bears the previous year on the same hill. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and he was just, he got, he's getting all charged up about it, you know? So, um, he ended up going back to camp, uh, to rest. And I told him, I was like, you know what, Jake and I, we're going to stay here until the sun goes down, Mm -hmm. you know? And right as the sun was going down, I looked down there at the water and I see some ripples on the water Mm -hmm. and I'm like, hold on, the wind's not blowing, you know? And this bear walked right out of the pool down there. So um, I got my gun up and couldn't get a shot off right away. The bear worked its way into the oak grove that my bear died in the year before. (laughs) So so I got out. Yeah, he's pretty crazy, man. So (laughs) I got out my predator call and I started uh, calling and got up, got into a different position and this bear came back out of the oak grove with his nose out, you know, looking around and stuff, looking for that call. And I got prone up on the cliff and she was, it would turn out to be a big sow. She was, uh, 240 yards. I shot once and she ran across the hill and then she started coming. This is a really steep hill. So she, she's running and then she starts running like kind of towards me. So I could see her back. So right there, I'm like, you know, in this area, I do not want to track a bear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just too nasty and thick. Um, so I put my crosshairs right between her shoulder blades and I pulled the trigger and it was like, you just turned the light off, you know, and, yeah. and just, that was it. You know, she dropped right there. I was really happy about that, that she died quick and I didn't have to go tracking a wounded bear around. Um, so, yeah, that was awesome, man. We got out of there, got in there the next morning. It was going to be cold that night, so we weren't worried about the meat or anything. Yeah. Um, plus, going down into that cannon at night is like a death sentence. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sprained ankle waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when you sprain so, your ankle, all the, the 20 other bears <laughs> converge on you and eat you. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're like, I remember that guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, got got down there first thing in the morning. Got her skinned out and uh, packed packed her out of the out of that hellhole again. And and what was even crazier was this bear died forty yards away from where my other bear was That's last crazy. year, the year before. That's awesome. So right on the same hill, man. It was just it was really special. So. Um, uh, we thought it was a big boar and uh turned out just to be a big sow you know yeah. she has got a big blocky head and chest on her and uh yeah just just a big old warrior sow yep so. yeah there's a there that it's hard to judge some of those bigger sows like that they look i have this picture i i'll pull i think i, I might have posted on my instagram already but i've got this trail camera photo of this big sow i shot and she's huge and she has this big blocky head looks just like a boar and mm-hmm. it came out i had patterned her and um i i shot her opening day of bear season a few years back and i went it went to go gutter and i went oh you're a sow. Yeah. <laughs> That's yep. what? And I mean, you could, I could post, I, I bet you if you asked not a hundred people, 99 of them would tell you that it's a, it's a big old boar. But, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I know it. That's all good. So bear meat's yep. bear meat. So. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. That, and that's the other thing, man, is like the, 
we're, we're not totally off topic, but yeah. a lot of people don't even know that bears are edible. Oh, I know. They're like, it, it, either they don't know that bears are edible or they've heard that they're, they don't taste good. They taste like garbage, greasy old bear. Yeah. Uh, just, or, or even, even hear, oh, they taste like fish or, or whatever. And I, that is crazy. It is. Yeah. I mean, I've eaten elk. I've eaten caribou. I've eaten tons of deer. I would say, and I would say that bear and elk are on the same level. An elk is delicious. Yeah, yeah. for sure, man. I, have you ever tried coos deer? No, I haven't. Yeah, I bet, don't do I'm, that. <laughs> <laughs> I've had coos, lots of whitetail, but. Uh, coos deer is like. It's almost a sin to grind it, man. <laughs> no kidding. I'm telling you what, man. Wow. You want to talk about like melt in your mouth, like ugh. That's a that's a bold statement. Too good to grind. Wow. I've that's, heard it before. I'm telling you. The bar high. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I just did that. You're really, <laughs> really tempting me. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We That's we awesome. do you, do you uh how how do you like your bear? Oh man. Um I've been experimenting a lot with it over the years now. Uh let me think. So I've done everything from I I I'll brine and smoke. I'll take the whole bone in back ham and smoke it and I swear it turns out just like a ham you'd buy from the store. Just with a mm-hmm. little hint of, you know, you can tell it's not pork, but it's not bad. You know, mm-hmm. it's good. Um, I like to do, I like to do a lot of braised bear dishes um, with the shanks and front shoulders. Yeah. Uh, and the other day I made some green chili um, braised bear enchiladas. And, oh man, that was, who yeah. to die for. I, uh, that was just, this is, oh. this isn't a good conversation to be having right now I, i'm gonna have to get off, get off the line here pretty soon. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. now it's um i find that it makes excellent roasts yes i would agree with that excellent roasts yes yep roasts um i love bear burger mm-hmm. yeah you know just like just i call them burgers Burgers, that's a good one. Yeah. I've always called yeah. bear burgers, but burgers is good too. That makes sense. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I. You know, it's funny. I had a uh, <clears throat> one of my one of my wife's friends. Uh, her boyfriend's Australian, mm-hmm. and so he comes to the states for uh, for Christmas. Okay. And there, she was saying, you know, we got to go over. We got to go over Josh's house so you could try out some bear. And and they, there's no bears in Australia. Right. You've got koala bears, but that's <laughs> it. You know. So so he comes over, and I make up uh, I make up like a crock pot like shredded bear type of barbecue sandwich deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, he's eating it and stuff. And when he's done eating it, he's like, uh, "There's no bears like walking around." like in this in the city right <laughs> i'm like i'm like no no he's like okay i just i didn't want like some bad omen type of stuff to happen you know like i'm sitting here eating a bear and then i'm gonna walk out the door and a bear's gonna jump on me you know <laughs> that's awesome i'm like oh, no dude, you're okay you're not gonna get eaten <laughs> 
Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Yep. Um, man, I love bear. I even, um, so uh, this is the ultimate test right here. So, um, I've, I, I take the fat off of the bears and I render it down to oil and Ugh. my wife makes, has made chocolate. Well, she does quite consistently. She makes chocolate chip cookies with it. What? And oh. yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's good. It is good. And, and so I bring them into work sometimes and you know, my, I would say my work is not, um, not necessarily adventurous in their cuisine tastes, you know, most of them are eating frozen pizza three times a week for lunch. You sure. Know? And, sure. uh, I, and I'll put out a plate of cookies and say, Hey, have some cookies. And I'll even tell them, Hey, it's actually made with bear fat. And they're like, really? And they're like, I would have never known. Huh? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, like, if you, 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 like, depending on who is cooking it, you know, like you said, I think, I think where a lot of people mess up is they leave the fat on. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And it, it, I, I've never had the fortune of eating bear meat with fat on it. So I don't know the exactly what it does to the meat. I've always taken it off. Yeah. But I've heard it gives it a foul taste. Yeah. So, okay. So this is what I found with it is it's, it depends on how long it sits in the freezer. So if you're, if you're, uh, good with your meat, right. And you, you skin the bear pretty quickly and get in the freezer pretty quickly and cool off quick. Uh, the, but you leave the fat on, it's going to be good in the freezer with the fat on for probably probably three to four months in the freezer. So if, if you have a smaller bear and it's got a lot of fat on it, just just leave the fat on and eat it up real quick. Be like, all right, this is my treat. I'm going to eat it up real quick. But mm -hmm. if you if you plan to freeze it for a long time, um, it it spoils in the freezer really quick. And that's what gives it that fall. It, it's not... It's not so bad. I mean, maybe I'm just used to it. I don't. I don't think the the fat spoiling. Because what I've heard is the fat breaks down, and I mm -hmm. don't think it's so bad that it's like inedible or anything. But it's definitely not as good as it was when it was fresh. You know. Gotcha. And and gotcha. I think if you were somebody coming in from the outside and oh let me try this piece of bear meat, they go, this is gamey or something like that. Yeah. Know? Which that's another that's another conversation. I don't even you know. Uh, Gamey. Uh, <laughs> quickly uh -huh. okay saying in my opinion saying that game meat is gamey is like saying beef is beefy yeah exactly oh a hundred percent a hundred percent i'll because i don't i the past um probably four to five years i've i don't buy store-bought meat all my meat comes from bears or deer or elk and yep. and fish you know and so yeah. now when somebody gives me a beef steak i had one six months ago i was like man this tastes weird yeah yeah <laughs> you know and, and I it was a prime it wasn't like a bad steak it was a good steak i was just like wow this is a really funny taste to it <laughs> yeah it, and that's what i think it is i think i think that the term gamey is just like a crutch word yeah for different yep yeah, exa you know I mean? exactly. Why it's a, it's strange that our culture thinks that the milder, less flavorful the meat, the better it is. You know, because right. essentially, essentially, we'll just say venison, right? Venison, elk, whatever. It has a little bit more natural flavor than say a cow would. Maybe I don't know. It's been a while since I had cow, but 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say that it's probably a little more flavorful, right? Naturally flavorful. And so right. why, why is that bad? You know, why, I, is, yeah, why does yeah, it make yeah. it less superior of a meat? I don't think it is. Yeah. No, no. I, I think it's way better. I mean, mm-hmm. especially like health wise, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, you go, it, it's funny when I have, uh, you know, I'll go out for say, I, I avoid this now, but if I go to a restaurant and get like a burger or something, mm-hmm. all, and compare that to me making my own burger, it's like, what in the world did I eat? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, I yeah. How does this do that to me? But yeah, for and sure. Sometimes man. it can't be avoided. I mean, you go out; it's hard not to, to eat yeah. stuff like that. So and it's it's good. Yeah, for it's, sure. But yeah, so you gotta adapt, man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, I could go on that tangent forever too. But <laughs> oh yeah, no, we we don't want this to be three hours long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all right if it if it happens, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see I'm, how many I might be snoring we can make by the fall end, asleep. But... <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, right fun. Well, cool. So I guess getting back to the uh, the hunt here. Um. So Jake, you did all the uh, videoing for the hunt, right? Yes, I did. Okay, cool. Yeah, it looks like you did a great job with it, by the way. Um, really, really <clears> nice. Thank you, man. Yeah. So, um, have you ever pulled the trigger? Or are you going too soon? Or, man. I'm going too soon. Okay. I'm definitely going too soon. Um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try and get this young man a bear this year. Nice. Yeah, it keeps it keeps being like a situational thing with the bears. Like it's all like because jo- Josh and I we we play fair game. You see uh-huh. it first, then mm-hmm. you get to pull the trigger. Okay. Uh, and it was literally the same situation as his first bear. I mean, his first bear. Um. Looked down and just so happy he looked down in the canyon and there he was right there and uh it's funny i was doing the exact same thing as i was this past year i was glassing a mountain mm-hmm. looking at a black dot uh-huh. okay i didn't know if it was a bear but then all of a sudden i hear josh ruffling around his stuff and i look and he's grabbing his rifle and i'm like oh man here we go <laughs> last year it was the same thing <laughs> awesome yeah I, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good uh, about about getting a bear this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. We we just got to go to a special spot, you know. Yeah, yep. exactly. Just right away start glassing on that one hill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and with like the bear hunting and stuff, it it's pretty it's it's quite special to me now because bear hunting is what got me into filming. Okay. Um, that spring hunt last year. I mean, I kind of just delve, I dove right into it. Um, I was, I mean, that, that's, that spring hunt, I filmed all that off my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the freaking, wow. the, his fall bear hunt last year, uh-huh. filmed that off my phone. Wow, and, uh, I mean, really? they're asking, they're asking me what camera are you using? And I'm like, I'm using my phone. Embarrassing. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. Like, now I got, I just got a new camera. Um, uh-huh canon t5i and i'm really i'm really excited to see what i can do with that this year um yeah the bear hunting i it that's that's what uh started all the filming stuff <laughs> <That's excited>. awesome. <laughs> you did that all off your phone there's no way oh i did <laughs> oh, yeah man we have a wow. we have a um 
on on the YouTube. There's a there's a Colorado elk hunt on there. Okay. Uh, we backpacked in for like eight days. That's all on his cell phone. Yep. <laughs> all that of it. is awesome. So yeah. Like, I, like I try to I try to tell some people like I've 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 been fortunate enough to have a few people ask for tips on filming and uh-huh. I mean like. Get, <laughs> Getting, I mean, like getting started and stuff. You don't have to go out and spend seven hundred dollars on a camera. Like the the cell phone cameras now, they're they're getting they're getting quite good. Yeah. Um, I mean, as I said, all that filming that was done during the two bear hunts and that elk hunt, and then I have a I have a deer hunt on on my personal channel. Mm-hmm. That was all off of my phone. Wow. And. It's really uh, it's underrated the cell phone on the power of that camera. I know. For getting started, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. If you just want to like share a video with your buddies and stuff, you know, like it's it's perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, it was funny. So uh, two years ago, I bought this really nice camera. Um, forgot even what it is now. Nikon <laughs> something, right? And it's uh-huh. a really nice, expensive camera. I'm like, all right, cool, because I want to take some nice pictures of my bears and, you know, the stuff I do. And it'd be nice to have a nice camera. Well, a few months later, I bought my my new phone, and I started taking pictures of stuff side by side. I'm like, my phone takes a better picture. <laughs> what? <laughs> what in the world? Yeah, and it's, and it's like... Like I, I I I took a picture of my bear last year. I'm like, it's crazy how crystal clear and in in really good image this is. That's insane. This is my yeah. phone. You know how many yeah. times I've dropped this? <laughs> oh my god. Do you look back? If you go back like not even ten years, like the cell phones. Yeah. You remember like the pictures? They look like they were just like a, yeah. like a, just a pixelated mess. <laughs> yes. I know, and it's funny because yeah. you thought they were pretty. It's it's crazy how your perception. I mean, we're totally off on a tangent now, but um, oh yeah, yeah. But it's crazy <laughs> how your perception of things like it grows with uh, technology in a way. So if you ever remember, like watching uh, movies in the early two thousands when animation was starting to get really big, and yep. uh, and you look at it now, that same stuff, and you thought it was like, wow, I can't believe how clear this is. You know how how real that guy looks. And right. then now you look and you're like, wow, that's cheap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah that, yeah. that looks like crap. It, it's the same thing. Like, like, uh, that's how I look at like HD. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you think about watching something not in HD and it's like, Oh my God, I'm like hurting my eyes here. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. it, it just, it's so blurry, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> One tip that I okay, one tip that I will give the people that uh, that listen to this podcast mm-hmm. with the filming thing, if you have an iPhone, like like a six S plus or whatever, yeah, cold weather is going to be your nemesis. Uh, <laughs> the iPhone battery it shuts itself off when you hit around like thirty five degrees, oh, and no. God, in Colorado, I mean, I I'd be <laughs> filming something really sweet. Yeah. And then my phone just shut off oh, out of nowhere. No. And oh, I can't no. believe I was able to make that film. Um, my phone, I, I lost count on how many times my phone just shut off on me out there because it was cold. Yeah. Oh, 
So maybe that is a plus to having an actual camera. Yeah, but... yeah. they don't <laughs> shut off randomly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever had somebody call you or something while you were filming? Oh, yeah. <laughs> text messages, calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm filming and then all of a sudden... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost hate to admit this, but my first couple episodes um, podcasting was just off my phone. I downloaded this this free uh, recording device, <laughs> this recording app on my phone. <laughs> uh-huh. nice. Hey, man, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, oh, you got to yeah. do what you got to do, man. Exactly. So, yeah. Yep. But it's crazy how powerful they are anyway. So Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> well, cool. So, okay, uh, one question I had um, about the spring hunt. So something I always hear, because I'm a, I'm a not East Coast guy, I'm a Midwest guy that doesn't really get out um, in the big mountains too much. One thing you always hear about spring hunts is you're looking for, you know, avalanche shoots or grassy slopes, right? Yep. Um, I don't picture that where you guys were hunting. Is that true or not? Um, as far as, like, the avalanche shoots, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that that doesn't exist here. We do get snow. Mm-hmm. but um i'd be more focused on the grass okay um that's something that we um being new spring bear hunters that's something that we kind of figured out over time is like when we did start to see scat mm-hmm. that's what was in the scat it was all grass okay you know what i mean so then we started we shifted our focus i think it was uh west facing hills at that time had the most grass on them okay gotcha. um yeah. So, but if you can go on, like, I mean, if you can go on Google Earth, mm-hmm. you can see, like, go through the his the history of of the of the area, and you can see where the where the snow stays and where it melts first, okay, and stuff as you go through the timeline. So you can kind of use that to be like, okay, the north, you know, like the south face of this mountain um, melts first that's probably going to be where the first grass is going to come up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. So, okay. yeah, but, but yeah, definitely grass, man, for sure. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I just, um, I, I'm, I, I figured that there probably was that up there, but I, I'm sure there's somebody that has a, uh, um, they probably picture Arizona as cactuses and deserts. So, oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, in that regard, uh-huh. we have, I don't know if you've ever heard the ter- heard of the uh, the phenomenon called bears and the pears. I've heard of prickly pear cactuses and yeah, bears okay. it. Bears and the pears. Yeah. I've heard of that, though. <laughs> yeah, that, well, so what happens in uh, the month of August and like the first part of September, depending on your elevation, mm-hmm. um, the prickly pears, they grow those berries on them. Okay. Okay. Now, depending on food sources, the bears will drop out of the higher country and come down into the desert oh, and and yeah. and just gorge themselves on prickly pears. Mm-hmm. So that's something. I mean, you'll you. I mean, you'll see a bear walking near near with cactus. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's a weird it's a it's a weird thing, and that's like the thing. That's like the thing where everyone wants to do that when the people that do hear about hunting bears in Arizona, yeah. they say they want to go hunt them in the pears. It's bears in the pears, you know. Bears in the pears. <laughs> but yeah, but it's but it's really like dependent on rainfall and because like we were saying earlier, like if they have a bunch of berries up higher, 
there's no reason for the majority of them to drop down into prickly pears. Some bears will always do it out of habit just because that's what they know. Yeah. But at, but most of the bears, you know what I mean? Like they're, if they're not going to leave if they don't have to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so sorry for, sorry for getting off on another tangent. But. <laughs> no, no, that, no, that's, that's exactly what I want to hear. So nope, that's right. no, um, that's, I think the biggest advice from that is, you know, don't get so dead. Like, first off, you got to figure out what the bears are feeding on, but don't yes. be so dead set on a certain food source because sometimes things like, you know, if they're up usually up in the high country, the berries, but also in, in your case, the prickly pear cactus comes into bloom or, you know, the yeah. berries off that happen, then, yeah. you know, you're not going to see as many bears up in the high country. Last year, um, for me, I was, I had my spot that's, consistently produced acorns well last year there was no acorns whatsoever and so i i still had bears but it wasn't the uh the great numbers of bears that i usually have for instance right so you know yep but sweet very cool yep if the kitchen's not serving food no one's going to show up that's exactly right and bears really the other than the rut they only have one thing in their mind food all the yep. time constant yep. engorge themselves fast so yep. <laughs> <laughs> every day is a smorgasbord <laughs> yeah yeah the life of a bear must be pretty peaceful i'm telling you it's like they i feel like they just kind of wake up and they go eh, i think i'm gonna walk this way <laughs> yeah. you know oh yeah and just eat everything in its path <laughs> yep yep so um so, you guys probably won't have ever heard about it, but there is a up here. Um, this could turn into a long tangent, but um, I'll shorten it up. So um, up here we have white-tailed deer and moose and bears are our big game species and wolves. Okay. Um, the white-tailed deer, um, there used to be a lot of them. Now they're really struggling to survive. So the local universities and the Department of Natural Resources brought in. Um, the, a study to study what's going on with whitetails and why are because what they're finding is that there there's not a whole lot of fawn recruitment and they're trying to figure out why that is and why are deer populations dropping like crazy so um and for the listeners eventually i want to get those guys on here because it's a very 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 interesting study but um something that they so they radio collared bears because bears are they prey on fawns so um one of the things they found is they radio collar these bears and for whatever reason um and this there's more than one instance of this um and it's not just boars it's not just sows it's sometime in august september october bears will randomly go from they'll stay in their core area which is however however you know it's not a very big area but um they'll stay in their core area all year and then all of a sudden they'll just basically walk a straight line and they'll travel hundreds of miles round trip to a destination for whatever reason and then turn around and come right back interesting it is so crazy and they don't know why and it's they don't think it's food driven it's it's almost like they just decide to go for a walk and see what's over this way and they just keep going and then they um it, it's hard to 
describe the uh, scale of it, but uh, I mean, it's literally, there's probably, it's at least, I'd say this one bear did a two to 300 mile round trip. And just for whatever reason, it wasn't his territory. And he didn't even come back the same way. He went, yeah. he went, he basically hugged the southern coast of the Upper Peninsula and then went to the way in the east part and then came up on the north shore and, uh, you know, totally different path and came back. And it's, they just do random things and it's hard to understand why. So, yeah, you know what, that, that, that happens here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they, here, um, they, they'll do the radio caller thing, and they've had bears travel in upwards of 100 miles away from their core area it, during the same time that you mentioned. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, and coincidentally, they think, uh, from what I've heard, they think it's food-driven because they're, uh, you know, it just depends on the rainfall with what's going to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, and especially those bears that, like I, that I was saying that are dropping out of the mountains into the, into the desert, mm-hmm. they have a long ways to go. Yeah. Okay. You know, there was two bears, um, that were collared in the Mugion rim area, which is Northern Arizona. Um, and they, those bears walked all the way South like a hundred miles or so towards uh, a, a little town called crown King. Okay. And then they just walked back mm-hmm. after, you know, after, after being out for what, however long they were out and they returned to their core area. But yeah. it was during that time. Yeah. That's interesting. That is crazy. Interesting. Huh? And they, and they think it's food driven. I yeah. mean, I guess what else would it be that time of year? But, I don't know. That's crazy. Right. It's not like it's the rut. No, no. It's well, you know I mean? well after like the it's, rut. It's got to be, I mean, fall, you know, the winter's coming up. It, maybe they're just hitting it really hard trying to feed off, feed a lot. Yeah. And maybe not all bears do that. You know what I mean? Right. Like maybe there's just some bears mm-hmm. that are just travelers, Yeah. you know? And yeah, and that's just... the thing. Some of the bears they radio collared it up here. It, you know, not all of them are traveling by any means, and some of them are traveling to, you know, they'll migrate to say there's cornfields that are thirty or forty miles south of here. They might travel there to, to those cornfields and then come right back. You know. Yeah. But it's the ones where they're just going to a destination that really, you know. It, you you would assume there's food there that they're going to, but man, that's a long way to go. <laughs> oh yeah, they, and they're probably feeding the whole way there too. You know, they're, they're, I'd imagine so. Yeah, yeah. So crazy. So that's what that's what I love about bears. They're just fascinating. I mean, the I, I say it all the time. The more I learn about them, the less I realize I know. <laughs> yeah, yep. I you know uh, I find that to be true. The more I hunt them, the less I know. Yeah, because they just make me feel just they make you feel just stupid sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh man, that's for sure. So. Yep. Oh, awesome. Well, cool. Well, I guess we should probably start wrapping this up. 
Um, <laughs> I, I know you guys, I hungered you guys earlier, so. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm sitting here thinking of shredded bear now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that does sound good. So I like to do it with bear ribs, by the way. They make great shredded bear. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, okay, really quick. The uh, This will be well, sort of my ending thought here is that if you uh, – um, talking about leaving the fat on the bear, leave the fat on the ribs and cook them within like two months. And oh man, oh really? Man. Yep. So I'll what I do. This is my. Um, I've had a few people ask me for this, so I'm gonna say it in the air right now. So, um, you get a whole bear rib. Uh, if it's a big bear, cut it in half because it won't fit in the crock pot. All you need is a bottle of barbecue sauce of your favorite flavor, um, some salt, pepper, rib rub, or whatever you like and an oven and a crock pot so you uh take the rib trim it up cover it in salt pepper rib rub whatever you like uh throw it in an oven on broil broil it on each side for about three to four minutes until it's browned and then throw it in the crock pot with some barbecue sauce and leave it until it's fall off the bone tender and oh man it is to die for and then if you leave it long enough it can turn into shredded bear Oh my goodness! Man, it is so good. The key is though, you gotta cook it, um, you know, within two to three months of the kill. So that way, the because uh, if you leave the fat on, like we were talking about, the uh, the fat sort of sours the meat a little bit. But if you eat it right. fresh, oh man, it is so good. Wow. So that sounds awesome, dude. <laughs> I'm willing to pack more meat out. <laughs> you know, no, you got me going on this on this this rendering the fat down thing, you know, I've seen that like on, on meat eater and stuff. Yeah. I've seen Renola do that, but yep. what, what the thing that we always run into out here is we're always deep down in some dark hole. Yeah. And you, and do you really want to pack out an extra, you know, 20 to 30 pounds of fat. I'm telling you <laughs> what, dude. Yeah. That, <laughs> even with like three guys, you know, we're coming out with a lot of weight, Yeah, you know, oh, in yeah. some really gnarly country, exactly. you know, so, so the last thing I'm sitting here thinking about is like, yeah, throw that fat in my backpack. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. so. I got a great idea. Let's pack this fat out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God. Oh, no, man. That, that, the first bear that I killed, I'm telling you, like, we skinned the bear and then we couldn't even see the meat. We're we're skinning fat after that, you know. Yeah. Like we had to skin oh, fat to even see the spine. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was so thick. It was un unreal, mm -hmm. you know. So I just thinking about carrying all that out is like. Yeah. How are you? Are you? Do you take all? Are you taking all the fat off your bear, or just a certain amount, or like I, like what? So when I take um, what I do is. I usually take the back fat off, like really easy, good, really easy to access fat, you know? Yeah. Um, so where I can cut into big chunks off of that's what I take. Cause that's usually the best stuff to work with anyway. So, okay. I mean, I'm not like super picky about, um, you know, getting all the fat. Cause I mean, you know, you still get, I mean, I'll be honest. I have, I still have fat from, I haven't even rendered down last year's bear. And I still have yeah. fat from my Canada bear a couple of years ago. So, I mean, it lasts a while when you actually do it. So, if you do it, it, it lasts for a while. So, you won't have to do it for, you know, a little bit. If you, at least, I mean, I try not to eat, eat straight bear fat all the time. But uh, Right, um, yeah. But, 
Yeah, so, uh, so that's, how that's many, what I do. How So once you render it down, are you rendering it all at once or just like as you go? As I go. So um, I freeze it in. I'll, I'll cut it up and I try to trim most of the meat off and stuff. And uh, I don't get it perfect. But I'll throw it into uh, quart size uh, freezer bags. And mm-hmm. I'll just leave it in the freezer until I need to make some fat. And I'll pull it out and I'll render it in the pan then. And the trick with that is um, what I do is you got to you gotta babysit it. You don't want to cook it too hot because then it will start to burn. And, you, mm-hmm. it, and what it ten, ends up tasting like a French fry, which is fine – if you're like cooking fish or something in it, but if you go to make cookies, it tastes kind of funny. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So imagine like French fry flavored cookies. It's just, yeah. So, um, it's hard to explain. So what I do is I'll render down the fat, uh, and I have two jars and I pour the jar and it's when, you know, I, and I render, uh, let's see. So I wait till there's a lot of fat in there because it'll there's like cubes of, of fat, right? And it and it breaks down, and you'll see a bunch of oil in there, and I'll pour it down to the jar. And as long as the and I'll go and sniff the the oil, and if just if it smells odorless and it's clear, I pour it into the other jar, and I keep pouring it out until the fat gets sort of a uh, like French fry or has some sort of flavor or gets like a yellow color. Because at that point you're starting to get some of the uh, impurities into the into the oil, and that's what gives it that French fry flavor or French fry. That's a that's a tongue twister. French fry <laughs> taste, <laughs> and um, and so and I'll still save that fat, but I have it marked as cooking oil and baking oil. And the cooking oil, if I go and you know catch some trout or something, I'll throw it in there, and it's really good. But um, the baking stuff I say for cookies or uh, pasty crusts or something like that. So uh, that's yeah. awesome, man. So yeah, that's my. So are you using? Is that like your cooking oil? Like you like is that just what you're using for cooking oil? Like all together? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't add anything to it or anything like that. So that's all I use. So that's awesome, man. That is yeah. a new level of epic. <laughs> Well, thank you. Yes, um, I, I I love it. So it's it's fun. <laughs> Super so, cool. I'm gonna have to try that out, man. Yeah, and I mean, I don't, you know, I I try not to eat a ton of it because I I just I guess I feel kind of bad because it's like you're eating straight lard, but you know, when right. you're cooking with it. But when I do, yeah, I use it. So uh, that's good. Matter of fact, when I made those enchiladas the other day, that's I mean, that's what I used. Is I I rendered down I pulled out some of my oil and I put it in the fridge and it lasts forever in the fridge. And, uh, um, I just take it out whenever I need it and scoop it out and throw in the pan and render it down to oil again. So it, it, it gets okay. kind of like a Crisco color. So, okay. Basically okay. what it looks like. So, that, that's what I was wondering about. It was like, you render it down. Yeah. No, then it doesn't just keep it in the fridge after that. Yeah. I don't know what it's melting point is. But it's like really close to room temperature. So if you put it in the fridge, it turns totally to a solid. It looks just like Crisco. Nice. So, yeah. So. And, right on. I mean, it lasts indefinitely, I guess. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. <laughs> so. Super cool. Yeah. So. Definitely try it if you guys want to. It's <laughs> even even just do even just take out like ten pounds. It's 
you know. Yeah, I think I think that's what I'm gonna do, you know, because I don't want to like carry out a whole bunch of fat and then be like, oh, I don't want this, you know. Yeah, exactly. Because I. I'm intrigued by it because I've talked to guys from here that have tried it and maybe they did it wrong or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just, they were just like, the only thing they said was like, just don't even try it. Oh, really? You know, yeah. Yeah. Which was like, okay, you know, huh. I won't, I, you know, I, I won't try it. But then listening to you say, maybe it, that's why I'm wondering, maybe they just didn't know. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, and I, the first time I did it, I was like, what in the world's going on with this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it yeah. took a little bit of, of learning because I figured, okay. Because I, and the, the thing was when I did my first, because I never let it sit there the whole time. I always kind of like watch and pour it out and I realized, okay, this first stuff was really clear and smelled nice. But then I poured the second batch in there and also it turned to, you know, French fry oil. And so mm. maybe if I just did the, you know, and so I kind of fine tuned it over a while and now it's good. So, but, uh, that's right. Yeah. So maybe what I will do, um, is I'll post a, I'll post something to, for a step-by-step on how I do oil. So that way everybody can see and if you're interested, so, but yeah, you will. I'll read that. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So. I guess a little plug for myself here too. Um, we have a website now. Maybe I'll, I'll, here's what I'll do. Get everybody to go to my website. I'll post a blog about it on my website. How does that sound? There you go. <laughs> Pictures are awesome. Yep. Yeah. So I'll do a blog post on there. Um, my website is conveniently enough, bearhuntingpodcast.com. So everybody go. There's the official unveiling. I have a website. Um, That's easy enough to remember. <laughs> yeah. If you found this, you can find the website. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, um, cool. All right. You guys have anything? Uh, no, no, man. Uh, just like if anybody is interested in hunting bears in Arizona, they have any questions. Um, I have I have a website, uh, www.dialedinhunter.com that they can get a hold of me on. Um, or like you were saying earlier, like. I have my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's all dialed in Hunter. So if anybody, you know, wants to chat about hunting bears in Arizona, I'm all ears. Yep. Yep. And uh, the videos on YouTube are awesome. And uh, Josh does a really nice job writing up his story. So they're they're worth Thanks, a read. Man. So Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Cool. And uh, Jake is the best iPhone videographer I've ever known. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> awesome cool well guys thanks for coming on i really appreciate it thanks for your time and uh we'll have to get you back on again we could probably talk for another hour if we kept going so yeah <laughs> definitely but that, uh, that, i think an hour in it is an understatement matt yeah, <laughs> yeah. i know i know <laughs> so well here's what we'll do we'll get you back on after uh after both of our fall seasons and we'll talk about how the season went how's that sound sounds awesome do a little recap sounds cool perfect so all right guys have a great night thanks for coming on thanks for everybody for tuning in and uh we'll catch you next time all right thanks matt see you man see ya bye everybody